It is straight up 7 o'clock Eastern Time, and welcome to the Songwriters Sandbox. Uh, my name is Bing Futch, and this is going to be a really nice ongoing series for those of you who want to be able to write your own music. And there's always been this sort of, not always, but of late, there's been sort of this misconception that you need to be uh, a specialist, an artist, uh, a professional to uh, write songs. And you don't have to. Songs have been around for as long as humans have been around. And songs have been ways to communicate, to inspire, to provoke thought, to express, to let off energy, you know. And uh, it's been a lot of things long before it became commercial. But it's been so successful as a commercial thing that a lot of people think, oh my gosh, I couldn't write a song. But there are many different types of songs, many different types of ways of writing them. So give yourself permission, even if you don't think that you've got what it takes, give yourself permission to be a songwriter, even if it's a very, very simple song. We're not aiming for commercial success here. We're aiming for the ability to just artistically take melody and string it together with harmony and rhythm to create something that makes us smile and hopefully other people as well. So let's jump into it. Let's go ahead and just find out First of all, who we have here with us, and of course you might be watching this video later, but part of this whole series is about what the folks in real time are doing with the music and what we can do with it together. So who do we have here? Oh my goodness, well we have a lot of people here. Let me grab this one before she gets away. She's not going to be contributing a whole lot to the communication here, but she insisted on being in the room, ran in the door. This is Olivia. She doesn't play any instruments, but she's really curious about all the ones in the studio right now. And she's uh, just going to sit on my shoulder for the time being. For the most part, at the beginning of this series, we're going to focus on diatonic music. And that just means, that means within the key. In Western music, there are 12 notes, 12 chromatic notes. But out of that, we pull seven of those notes. And that means our major scale seven notes, our minor scale seven notes. The Greeks figured out that that's just enough notes to give us what we need to write really good music. So here are the seven notes of the D major scale. I put that up there because largely we're mountain dulcimer players. So we've got D, E, F sharp, G, A, B, and C sharp. Let me go ahead and play that and just get a sonic register going on here. Okay, so D, E, F sharp, G, A, B, C sharp. I'm just playing the seven notes of the scale. We play eight notes typically for a scale, but we play the octave above the root note where we began. But there are seven different notes, and that's what we're using to do what we're about to do here. So every single key that we play in, whether it be the key of D major with the D major scale or the key of G major with the G major scale, they've got seven notes, each of them, and they've got seven chords that you can do things with. And this is the very, very basic foundation of songwriting, instrumental at least. Those seven notes are our source for melody. Out of those seven notes will come whatever our melody is going to be, whatever that note is, or whatever those notes are combined that float over the top of everything in the tune. That's the one thing that when people walk away from the tune, they'll hum or they'll sing along to. So there's that melody on the top. It comes from those 
melody notes or those scale notes up there. Now the thing is, there are seven chords in every key that we play in, and those chords are all made up of notes, three each, and all of those notes come from the seven notes of the scale. And here's how you can figure out what three notes are in each one of these chords. Starting with the very, very first one. So let me go here to the draw. I'm going to get rid of a red color here. All right, so here we have D, the first note of the scale. And if you build a chord off of the first note of the scale, using that first note as the root, then you're going to get this major chord, D major. So let's start with D. And now what we're going to do is we're going to not choose E. We're going to skip E. We're going to go to F sharp, though, and we're going to add that note to our stack, place it right on top of D. Now we're going to keep moving along the scale. We're not going to use G. We're going to go to A, and then we're going to add A to the top of the stack. And we keep doing that until we have three notes, and then we're done. From the root, which is the first note we started with, we hop, skip, and jump. Every other note we add until we end up with three, and that is, or those are, the three notes inside of that chord. So D, F sharp, and A are the ingredients for D major. And you can build them right out of hop, hopping, skipping, and jumping through the scale. I think that's a really cool trick. The fun thing is, is that it works for every single note. Using that note as a root, it'll give us all of the ingredients for all seven chords. So let me go ahead and show you how this works by deleting our D major. And let's start from the second note of the scale, E. That's the root now. And I'm going to hop, skip, and jump every other note, right? So E, G, B. And there we have E minor. Now notice it's an E minor, not an E major. And we'll get into why that is, but right now the most important thing is we're building these chords using each note of the scale, and we're getting these different chords. So we have an E minor. E, G, and B are the three notes inside of E minor. All right, let me go ahead and clear that. We're going to build from the third note of the scale. There's F sharp. Hop, skip, and jump gives us F sharp, A, and C sharp. Those are the three notes inside of F sharp minor. Now, we're at the end of our scale, so what happens now? Well, it wraps around, and this is exactly why I only wrote down the seven notes here and not eight notes of the scale, because we'd have a duplicate, and that would mess up what we're about to do, which is to wrap around the end and start again from the beginning. So let me go ahead and say we're going to build from the fourth note of the scale, G. Hop, skip, and jump. Now we're at the end of our scale. What do we do? We do hop over C-sharp, and we land on D. So that wrap around is important, and that's why we only write seven notes of the scale. So there we've got G, B, and D. That's G major, major chord. There's a pattern to this, and you'll see the lowercase and uppercase Roman numerals are kind of hinting at that. Uppercase are major chords, lowercase are minor chords. There's a weird one at the end. We'll get to that in a second. We're building from the fifth scale degree now. A. Going to skip, hop, skip, and jump. 
We're going to wrap around. Hop, skip, and jump. A, C sharp, and E are the three notes inside of A major. Okay, and we do the same thing with B. B, hop, skip, and jump. So we got B, D, F sharp are the three notes inside of B minor. So once again, you see that we have got uh, chords that are built off of the first, fourth, and fifth notes of the scale, any scale, any key, no matter what. If it's a major, major scale, if you build off the first, fourth, and the fifth notes of the scale, you will get major chords. That's just the way it works out if you do the hop, skip, and jump thing. If you build off of the second, third, and sixth notes of the scale, you end up with minor chords by doing the hop, skip, and jump. That's just the way it works. Remember, we have 12 notes that we actually are working from. These are just seven of those notes, and the, the distances between them are not all equal. Some are closer than others. It just doesn't look that way when we see our scale. We think about those notes being one next to the other. In reality, there's kind of gaps in between them, and that's why their relationships shift and why we get major and minor chords. And then this weirdo thing over here. If you build off of the seventh scale degree, when we hop, skip, and jump, we end up with C sharp, E, and G. And that is a weird chord called a diminished chord. It has a weird quality to it, like this. So you got major chords are happy. Minor chords are sad, and diminished chords are full of tension and quirkiness, and they really want to resolve to the one chord or the root. And there's a whole magical thing that happens with chords and how they like to move to each other. But there is all of the chords, there are all of the chords uh, spelled out. All of these D. E minor, F sharp minor, G, A, B minor, and C sharp diminished all came out of the seven notes of the D major scale. So just know that when we're working in, say, G major, the same thing applies. We've got G, A, B, C, D, E, F sharp as our notes. So that those are our notes for our melody. We pull from those notes to make our melody up. And then for our chords, we have seven chords that we can play. And if we build off of each one of those notes, we end up with those particular chords. One, four, five gives us major, G, C, and D. Two, three, six give us minor, A minor, B minor, E minor. And then seven gives us diminished, F sharp diminished. Same thing for the key of A. And I mentioned these three specifically because they're the big three keys that we play in as mountain dulcimer people, D, G, and A. A, B, C sharp, D, E, F sharp, G are the notes of our scale. They're the notes that we pick for our melody. They're also the notes that create our seven chords. One, four, five major chords are A, D, and E. Two, three, six minor chords are B minor, C sharp minor, F sharp minor. And our diminished chord is the G sharp diminished. You don't have to memorize all those. I can tell you that I never saw a diminished chord in any kind of dulcimer music coming around studying or otherwise, um, and still not a whole lot of diminished chords. But there are a big three for certain, and definitely a big four. Uh, so here are the big three, getting back to the key of D major, where we spend most of our time. 
look, that is the big three. The one, the four, and the five, they're the major chords naturally occurring. They are the most popular chords, and they are the most, that's the most popular chord progression. Any progression containing just those three chords, it's the most popular progression in the world. I mean, the world. Folk music going back for centuries, loving the one, the four, and the five. Why? Because the pull of those chords to each other is very, very strong. Here's the one chord, D. Let's go to the four chord, G. It could bounce back to the one, D. And then go to your A, five. That five really wants to pull home to the one. Listen to how final that sounds. That's a five, one uh, chord progression. It's a cadence, a plagal cadence. Very, very final. We have tension and resolution in music. And resolution is a way that we can kind of finish sentences. So that's a very, very powerful movement. One, four, and five are the most powerful chords. And they have the most pull. They're like magnets in music. And then the other ones, the other chords, sort of dance around them. So if you don't learn anything else in any of these keys, learn the one, four, five chords in D, G, and A. Think about our fiddle tunes. Think about gospel, bluegrass. Most of them just use D, G, and A in some order, right? Some of them even use just D and A, and they don't even go to G, right? So that's a good thing to know is the one, four, five chords in any key, really, you know, no C, F, and G if you have a one and a half fret so you can play in the key of C major. It enables you to uh, transpose very quickly one, knowing those one, four, five chords. If it's something's hard to sing in D, you can move it to C and know those chords in a different area. Uh, so I mentioned that's the big three, absolutely the big three. So what's the big four? The big four is going to add one more chord to it, and that's the minor six chord. You know, the, the world isn't all sunshine and rainbows and unicorns. Not everybody wants to hear happy dappy all the time. We've got to have a little bit of balance, right? And so there's a mathematical reason for the harmonic reason that the, the minor six is the more perfectly balanced of the three minors in every key. You've got the one built off the second scale degree and the one built off the third. The one built off the second scale degree is not minor enough. It doesn't have enough juice. The minor three is almost too minor. It's a little too intense. So we could call the minor six the Goldilocks minor because it's just right. And if a minor pops up, in your happy dappy major chords, nine times out of ten, it's probably the minor six chord built off the six scale degree. Number of reasons for that. Number one is that it's the happy dappy Goldilocks perfect minor, and it works. It pulls very nicely, and we'll look at that down the road uh, in terms of chord progressions. The other reason is, let's look at the notes inside of B minor. It's B D F sharp. Let's look at the notes inside of D major, which is the root of the key, D, F sharp, A. Oh my goodness, those two chords share two notes. They are really interchangeable and flexible. You can use them in exchange for the other, and they move back and forth between each other very nicely.
another reason why B minor, or the, in this case the minor 6, is so well balanced because of its interaction with the root of the of the key, the root of the scale, and uh, in the case of D major, at least the root of the chord. So if you learn anything beyond the big three, then learn the big four, which would be the one, four, five, and then add your minor six in there. In fact, heart and soul, the progression. So forth and so on. It's a one D major, six B minor, four G major, five A heart and soul. Da -dum -ba -dum -ba -da -dum. How many songs do that motion? It's that beautiful quartet of one four five minor six, and not always in the same order, but with the same sort of feeling and motion. So we have our seven notes of the scale, and we have also our seven chords built from those seven notes of the scale. And what does that get us? It gets us these chords that we can play and these seven notes that we can play over the top of all of those chords. And you'll have different responses, but generally speaking, everything's going to have a certain degree of consonant harmony, and dissonant harmony, consonant being pleasing to the ear, easy on the ears, and a little bit of dissonant harmony that's not necessarily bad on the ears, but some of it might be approaching Stravinsky and it might be a little intense, but that's good because again it reflects the whole of music. So how we bounce these melodies across the tops of these chords is where this songwriting comes about. There are forms we can go into, or we can be kind of formless about it. Uh, that's kind of the fun about it. It's trying to figure out what your goal is, and then following through and creating something, challenging ourselves to write something that we'd like to do.